The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Best Bits of the Week with Morgan. Part 3. Listener Q&A. All right, Abby, I did say these were kind of hard, but I was lying. They're not okay, good. crazy. <laughs> I can't take that right now. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Uh, Jason is starting us off. How do we like to spend New Year's Eve? Ooh. Yeah. So, well, I usually like to go out and do something fun, like a, a rooftop, you know, Whatever, and you can. <laughs> do they have fireworks? <laughs> no, that's Fourth of July. They have fireworks. No, Nashville has fireworks on. They New do. Eve. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. being crazy. No, because I did that one year. Yes, before COVID. Yeah, obviously. we have the biggest fireworks display in the country. For oh New my Year's. gosh. Okay, thank Maybe you. Maybe it's also for July, but I we have something. Biggest fireworks display at some point in the year. So rooftop bar. Mm-hmm. Yes, I either love doing that or the complete opposite and just staying home and being like with friends. So if I'm back in Wichita, I'll most likely do that. Because all my friends are back home and I'm really close to them and they're all married and stuff. So we all get together and it's really fun. So, But if you're here, know. you're going to be a big party animal. Probably, yeah. Do something fun. But it also gets crazy. So probably not. I don't know if I want to do downtown because it gets wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. I don't think I've actually spent New Year's Eve downtown ever. Ooh. I only went to the New Year's Eve bash with my family one time. Really? But we didn't go to like Broadway. We just went to the park to do the concert. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that's why if you we're going to do that I would definitely just like a rooftop you have to probably pay a cover and it's probably a lot oh but yeah yeah it's, it's better very expensive. than just being on the streets <laughs> you're like you don't pay a cover you're on the street I'm just saying I've done both I usually I do the street because it's cheaper <laughs> the best part is like I know what you're talking about because like in Broadway you can celebrate on, on the Broadway. street yes on the street but of like, Broadway the way you worded <laughs> like, that is like if you don't buy a cover you're gonna be on the street which is also fun too but just be prepared to be have a lot of people like all over <laughs> that is true that is true I'm, uh, I'm a polar opposite I think NYU is very overrated and I don't like celebrating it really I haven't let down so many years I think I get so amped up for it. And like Mm. you get a sparkly dress and you get really excited. And then every time I'm like, dang, was that really worth it? (laughs) Because I don't feel like it was. 
I'm gonna say if you don't have a New Year's kiss, it's not fun. <laughs> like that could that's be a when lot I get it. let down. Abby, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> that's, that's been me like my whole life. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm for like kidding. the last several New Year's I've not had one. So thanks, Abby. Same. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've taken shots literally when the ring comes in. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> there was logic behind why I said that. Oh yeah, but it is because you're looking around at everybody else. So that's fair. That I've I've done that. But I will say, like, it, it's just very often that you spend so much money, and I'm like, I don't know if I I I do love house parties with people I know. Mm-hmm. I've been to house parties where I don't know a lot of people. Also, not fun. I like if it's a house party of like people I know, and it's like a good time, and you're just all hanging out. I would love that. But no, everything else is kind of meh to me. I can see that. Mm, apparently, it's because I don't kiss anybody. <laughs> no. no. You said it. it. <laughs> no, because I've been there, and that's mm-hmm. when it's been my biggest letdown of a New Year's Eve is when <laughs> I don't have a You just a projected onto me? Cool. Yeah, I did. And now that's all I'm thinking about. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, oh, let's get out of How do, do I get we- out of this? How do I dig my way out of this? <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Mm. Do we still hang with Morgan, One, and Hillary? Oh, and my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I miss Hillary a lot because I worked with her, you know, when I first started. Yeah. And I miss her so much. I never, I didn't work with Morgan one on the show. Yeah. We've tried to invite Abby to something. She just doesn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true. Yeah. So we have, yes, I I do hang out with Morgan and and Hillary a lot. This is from Karina. Um, There's still some of my really good friends. And Abby has been invited. I have been invited. (laughs) I'm sad to miss. (laughs) Was that Friendsgiving? Friendsgiving, yeah. yeah. We did have that. You were on a hot date. Yep. <laughs> that now everybody knows about. <laughs> and I wish I could hang out with them more. But I love running into them. It's random events. I do run into Hillary a lot. Um, but I need to start making a point to hang out more. <laughs> You're always invited, Abby. Thank you. Yes. But yeah, that was from Karina. Okay, oh. well, we've got Daniel who wants to know if Lunchbox is a normal cool guy when he is not on the microphone. I'll let you go first. Uh, nope. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a hard no. No, I'm just kidding. I think he's funny and I don't even know how to describe him. Like he just tries to, he doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand him. He does this thing now where he's always like, anytime I do anything or say anything, he goes noted. Like he's noting it for like prep. Oh, he is. You know? he, if he's saying that, I'm just telling you, he is. And it will come back. Five months could come back. Two years. <laughs> that crap has happened to me multiple times. I'm like, where the frick did this come from? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's literally, he really is like noting it. Yeah. He has a great memory, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for all of us. Do you think he's cool? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't he, figure out. He, for me, is like my older brother. Mm-hmm. And I treat him as such. So like any of our interactions are very sibling-like. Like, if I were to have had a brother, that is how I would have acted with him. We give each other crap all the time, and we also have to take crap from each other. Um, and I also get mad at him. Mm-hmm. Like, there are times when he is too much for me, and I will tell him. I'm like, I've had enough today. <laughs> like, sometimes he'll come up to me asking, I'm like, not today. Not today. And he doesn't get offended. No, he, does, he, he just walks care. away. He's like, yeah. okay, yep, not going to touch that. <laughs> so it's yeah. he is as, as loud and ab- obnoxious as you would think he is. And he is who he is on the microphone. I mean, that's not indifferent. But he's also not 
a horrible person. He just has very strong opinions about everything. Mm -hmm. But he's not a jerk about him in real life. Yeah. Like, he feels that way. But he won't, like, you know, kill you over the head with it. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, come out to me. Like, if I'm sitting at my desk, he's not like, yeah, you're terrible at singing. Like, he he really (laughs) only does that on the mic. And then he just kind of, we don't even talk about it. It's not like I go up to him and I'm like, so did you like that? Or, you know, ask him for He does save insults for the air. Yeah. I have noticed. He does. And he does mean them. (laughs) He just saves them to Uh be public. Yeah. (laughs) He's been weird, like very nice, and I don't know what's happening. Oh, something's coming. Yeah, something that's yep. when he's See? nice, you know something is on the way. Yeah. He's like, How are you doing today, Abby? I'm like, What? <laughs> like, I'm like, he's like, I'm literally just saying hi. I'm like, no, you, something is up. And mm-hmm. he's like, noted. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. It's so weird. So all that to say, he is the same person you hear on air. Um, and we just I mean, for me particularly, I treat him like a brother. What he does, how he does, he's obnoxious. I still love him. He's still great to me, but he's also a turd sometimes uh-huh. about other things. Well, people are always like, why don't you defend yourself like on air or whatever? And I'm like, because I had an older brother growing up. And so I learned like my parents were always like, just ignore him because they he wants to make you mad mm-hmm. and he, he wants you to react. And then he loves it. Oh, yeah. So I had to learn you. I will tell you what the response is when you do that, because I have <laughs> not on air, but like we've gotten into it outside of. Again, it's like sibling back and forth. And when he just keeps coming at me, I'm really patient until you keep throwing something at me like 10 times over the same thing. I will get to a point where I'm like, I am going to punch you in the face. (laughs) And he's seen that before and he loves it. I mean, like he'll just keep coming at you. Mm -hmm. So it is right to ignore it. But it's also fun to defeat him. So it is. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just like, I can't win against him because he just has never runs out of things to say. Like, he will just always have another angle. You know, and, and that's like, a good thing. Like, he, ha- he has witty comebacks. I'll give does. him that. Yes. I will give him that. Oh, he is never at a loss for words. <laughs> I wish I he could give some of that to me because sometimes I, I'm like, Ugh. Yes. Especially during karaoke. <laughs> He's like the king of that. All right. We're still holding on I'm to still, karaoke. Yes. You are. Okay. We, we got to let that one go. During <sighs> In the new year. That's my re- resolution. Let it go. Now you have like six. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We have some more questions going. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, listener Lauren wants to know if we've ever had any run-ins in Wichita together. Well, you usually stay on your side. <laughs> We're back on. to sides. I know, sorry. Abby and I are on have two different college teams. Uh-huh. We're on two different sides in Wichita. Do you We're come to the enemies? We are. Yeah, I do come to the east. Um, sometimes for restaurants, sometimes to see things over there. There's there was for a long time more stuff on the east side. Wichita on the west side has gotten a lot more things, especially downtown, too. Really? That's kind of like the middle ground. Oh, yeah. So, yes, um, I stay over there more now, but it used to be that we got to east a lot. But you never came to our side. I know how you feel. It's, it's not bougie enough. It's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every time, I'm like, yeah. I just want to go back to my side, please. No, I'm kidding. That is true. But we did have a really funny thing happen. Yes. The other oh. day. So I get a text from my mom. And she's like, she's getting her hair done at the hair salon. <laughs> and she's like, I am in Dawn's chair. That's a girl who does her hair. Getting my hair done. And Abby's mom is in Jenny's chair. It's another girl at the salon. And Jenny introduced us. Jenny told me she also used to have Francie do her hair, Small World. Oh, my gosh. Because I had Francie do my hair when I was a kid. Yep. And mine, too. Like, what? So Abby and I had the same hairstylist our entire lives. 
And our moms still go to the same hair salon. Different stylists now because the one that they we had had retired. Uh-huh. And so the ones that are in there now are the ones that do their hair. What is the what are the odds of that? So wild. And uh, all of this time later, too, like I and I had messaged Abby, I, like sent her a screenshot. I was like, how do we never like run into each other? And to her point, she was like, we probably had, we just didn't know each other. Yeah, you were probably like walking out. You held the door for me. <laughs> After your appointment, I'm walking I, in. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You, you assumed that I had held the door. I think this, this probably was a moment in the past. Yeah. Like, I don't know how we couldn't have it, but what are the odds this one salon? Mm-hmm. Like, how did they both- there's a lot in Wichita. Yes. How'd they both know Francie? I don't know. Because she's the one that was like the owner of it. And then I think she sold it to Jenny and yeah. Dawn. Yeah. Which, oh my gosh. Like, did you get your hair done there, like, for homecoming and stuff? Oh, yeah. They did, like, my hair for both of my older sister's weddings. <laughs> they did all my updos for prom when yeah. updos were a thing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I even still went to them when I was in college. Like, I'd go back home and get my hair done. Oh, my gosh. I can't I can't believe that. You don't go there now, do you? No, no. no. Yeah. Now I go here. <laughs> when you go home? <laughs> yeah, like, once a year. <laughs> you get can your you touch imagine? Up? I've had roots by my ears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh so. my gosh, it's too wild to me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I are you kidding me? Wichita is a small world. So no, we never had any run-ins, us personally. Even when we go home and visit, like we're in like totally different areas of town. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Abby doesn't think my area of town is good enough for her. So we really don't have any run-ins. <laughs> I do like cool. one restaurant on your side. Which one? It's called Barn- Barnard's. Barnard's? Is Barnard's. that the big barn? Yeah. Uh, it used to be, but then it moved. Now it's closer to Maze. Oh, but it's not in a barn anymore. No. They sold that. Now it's a car wash. So that makes me sad. But it was a barn, and they have, like, the best roast beef sandwiches. And I know you don't, so you probably don't go there that mm. much. I was going to say, it's, I don't think I've ever eaten there. It's so good. So, But I, I do remember the barn. You do? Okay. Mm-hmm. So That's all I got, though. I'll be going there at Christmas, so I'll be on your side. I'll let you know. On Christmas? <laughs> I mean, when I'm home. you going to go get a roast <laughs> beef sandwich on Christmas? Oh. Well. <laughs> you wild. <laughs> They're going to be closed. I meant when I'm home for Christmas, I'm going to make my way over to your side. Okay. Well, maybe we can meet up at the barn. Yards. <laughs> it's spelled like B-A-R-N-R-D-S. Barnards. It's a weird spelling. but Kind of like barnyards. 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 <laughs> There's that country accent. Here it goes. That roasty sandwich. <laughs> barnards. Where are some places that you'd love to visit that you've never been before from Candace? Can't, oh, I thought you were saying... And in Kansas, Kansas. not in Kansas. Oh, okay. I was. Are you saying where? Anywhere. What are some places you'd love to visit that you've never gotten to go before? Oh, sorry about that. You were really focused on Kansas. Completely just messed all of that up. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Candace. Thought we were still on Kansas. Candace. I mean, it can be Kansas if you want to, but her name's Candace. (laughs) I don't think there's anything in Kansas. I've been to everything I want to see in Kansas. Let's see. The Flint Hills are cool. Okay. You know what? I want to go to Times Square again, like back to mm. New York around Christmas. That's what I want to do. See the Christmas tree. That's a good one. In Rockefeller Center. Oh, I want to do, do that, that when I'm dating somebody. I want to go with somebody because I feel like that would be like my, because I love Christmas uh-huh. and I love love. Yes. And then for them to combine <laughs> in like New York City and Christmas would be magical. That'd be very romantic. Yeah. Oh, I also want to go to the Biltmore. That's in, is it? Like, it's in New Ash- York. Is it like, wait. No, that's oh. Asheville. North Carolina. The Isn't Biltmore that? Estate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking of something else. That would be fun around Christmas, too. That would be cool. And Dolly would be cool anytime. Have you ever been to Dolly? Oh, there's so many things I want to do now. <laughs> I love <laughs> that you just keep yelling at me. <laughs> like, like you're making a check on your phone and I'm the phone. 
<laughs> Dollywood. I've never been. Have you? Uh, we didn't go to Dollywood specifically, but we did go to Gallenberg, and I loved Gallenberg. Okay. So I do think it'd be cool, and I've heard good things about it. Okay, you go. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if any more yelling. I'm gonna, gonna come. Down. It's okay. I have coffee right now, and I'm a little hyped up. You can yell some more things at me. I just did, I was just ready in case they were coming to like receive them. Grand Canyon. Never been. Because mm. okay. I tried to go one time and we were going through Sedona and there was too much snow. We couldn't make it through. I was so sad because we had our whole oh. vacation planned around going to the Grand Canyon. That and is a bummer. That's also wild. I didn't, I don't know that it snows all that often out there. Yeah. That's, I, that's why it was not meant to be. I'm kind of bummed. Dang. So definitely that. Okay. I, the Grand Canyon is really cool. I just visited for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. We went to the North Rim, which is like the hardest to get to and the furthest. Let me tell you. It's so far away from everything if you do go to one. That's why is I think it? a lot of people go to the south entrance, which is, I think, the most popular one. That or, like, the northeast entrance or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely not the north one. But it was worth every moment. Now. You yeah. love it. Yeah. It's like a screensaver. Screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> everything out west looks like a screensaver, honestly. So. Oh, yeah. It's, like, picture perfect. Yes. That's a good one. Um I, I mean, I have a lot. Like, there's a lot of... I, I want to visit every state, and I want to visit every continent. Those are, like, my goals. I don't know that I'm ever going to accomplish going to every country, but the goals that I hope to accomplish before I die is visiting every state and every continent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'd, I mean, I'd love to travel abroad. I think I'm just... Um, it's just hard. I don't really like to leave Remy and Hazel all that often, at least not for those long stints. And if I go foreign I want to go there for a while and that's also hard with work that is yeah so like if I go to Europe I want to go backpack I want to see everything while I'm there mm-hmm. I would buy a flight back and then go back again <laughs> I know sounds very not financially smart of me no it doesn't <laughs> so I think I'm kind of waiting on that uh, eventually I'll probably not so I'd really but I'd love to go to Italy love to go to Greece Australia mm-hmm. go, go uh scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef oh my gosh wild things yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. I only said. Gone. Oh, that's true. I only said stuff in the U.S. <laughs> Completely that's forgot okay. that there's, you know, there's the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a whole world out there, Abby. <laughs> New Zealand. Yeah. Down under. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you did not country. You went I straight went? north. I did. And then I, now I just back, went back. <laughs> I don't know. I think I we're delusional. Know. Okay, we'll be so. right back. We're going to come yep. back. We, we're going to answer some dating questions for somebody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, this is a three-part question. What the? Three parts? Good well, gosh. Hey, listen, <laughs> she's got a lot of questions that she would like to ask. And since she went to the effort of putting three parts in, I think we should ask it. No, I actually really do like that. This is from Alyssa. And she's, based on these questions, she's clearly also dating right now, too. Ooh. So she wants to ask some dating questions. How do we feel getting ready for dates? Like when we're in the process of getting ready and about to go on a date. Are you kidding me? I have a white claw in my hand as I am putting on makeup. Mm, I, okay. I get nervous. You need it, like, like a first date? drink. Oh my, yeah. Just to calm my nerves. <laughs> Maybe that's why you talk a lot on the dates, Abby. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, well, I've learned that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you put the two, to, two, I two together? I was like, oh, Abby, that's why you're blurting everything out. Because you're feeling loose now. Like, you, you don't need mm. to be nervous. Okay, so with this new guy that you're dating, did you have a white claw before the first date? Yes, I did. <laughs> so you learned it, but you just didn't care. <laughs> just making sure. Just yeah. making sure. But I was very aware this time yeah. to make sure I'm not like talking too much. I did like more like listen and ask questions. Okay. Because I am good at listening. I do like yeah, to listen. Yeah, you're a great listener. Yeah. I would rather listen almost than talk about myself. <laughs> so, yeah, I was but just those very white aware. claws, man, they're just making it come out of you. Yeah. Well... I know I've gotten a lot better than how I used to be, but I mean, I still get nervous for, you know, I did used to also be similar and I still get butterflies. Like I'll get a little t- like, like ec- excited butterflies. Like, mm-hmm. is this going to be somebody that's important to me? But somebody said something and now I don't know where I saw it and where it came from. But now that I've heard it, I can't ever look at dates differently. They said, stop thinking about how they feel about you. How do you feel about them? That's mm-hmm. what matters. Mm-hmm. It's not, do they like me? It's, do I like them? And that changed my whole perspective of dating. Instead of it being like, I'm so nervous. I have to be the perfect person. And they they got to like me the sit way. And I got to sit tall and not act in the way that I am. And I'm like, no. I need to go on these dates and be the person that I am. Because if I'm trying to be somebody that I'm not, then all it's going to end up in is disaster for both of us. Mm-hmm. So if I don't like them and they don't like me, then it's not supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. But if they do for all the quirks that I have and all the, I mean, literally this first day that I just went, went on with a guy, 
I ended up sitting the whole time, like cross-legged. And about an hour and a half through the date, he was like, you've been sitting cross-legged the whole time. I was like, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. That's just like natural for me. And he was like, no, I love it. It's great. And I just like, I was so into being myself Mm -hmm. that I couldn't even like turn it off if I wanted to. That's awesome. Yeah. So that that quote kind of changed the way I just see things now. Mm -hmm. Well, I also learned to start doing like first dates, coffee dates. I just mm. feel like it's a lot less pressure and I'm not having a white claw in the afternoon. You know, I'm going to get coffee. That's so, fair. And then you don't have to get all like dressed up. I feel like when you go on an evening date, you feel like if you're going to dinner, you want to get all dressed up and do your hair and everything. And when I was doing first dates, I would go like from work. So I would just have my work outfit on. You know, I wasn't all dressed up and it was just more casual and it was a lot less pressure. So, yeah, that's good. Less pressure is always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever you can find that's just like the most casual chill situation that you're comfortable in, I feel like that like makes for the best mm-hmm. first date situation. Mm-hmm. And you should, shouldn't be nervous. It's really, when you think about it, I was putting so much pressure on a first date. Mm-hmm. It's, one, it's a one hour conversation and you know, it's just or for you four hours. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when, when I went through the little phase where I was doing only an hour, <laughs> Hey, there's, better. there's no shame from me. Okay. Cause like I have long dates. It's all, it's all a matter. There's some dates I've been on it's in 30 minutes. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. There's some dates I've been on. It's like four or five hours because it's a great conversation. I'm having a good time. Exactly. Why would you, it doesn't make sense if you're not, why would you leave? You're already both there. Mm-hmm. Why would you be like, oh, wait, I got to cut this off in an hour. We'll, we'll meet again next week for another hour at a time. Yeah. When you could just do four, five, six hours. Seven. <laughs> we keep going. Okay. Speaking of that, are we good at keeping conversations going on a date? You know, I don't know if this is a good tip or not, but I have really leaned into because it helps me in two scenarios. I treat them almost as interviews on the first date where I am gathering a whole lot of information about this person. And a lot of, not a lot of like deal breakers, but a lot of things that are important for me to know very quickly. Like who they are as a person, how they treat people, how are they treating the server? Just a lot of interactions that happen. And so I treat it as I'm gathering a lot of information. So I'll typically ask a lot of questions and I turn the tables off of me But it also allows me to see, are they able to turn the tables back on me? Are they able to see that they're talking about themselves a lot? Are they able to want to be engaged in a conversation that both of us are able to talk in? So I kind of treat it going into it like an interview and then it turns. But it's not like an interview where I'm like, "Hmm, tell me your mom's maiden name. Where were you born? What hospital? The wrong. Like, no, it's more. It's just like a it's a very casual interview. But it's an interview nonetheless because you have to retain a lot of that information and you have to pay very close attention to what they're saying. First dates really do tell you a lot about somebody. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. So that's kind of how I treat like conversations on a first date. And as it goes on, they get more and more casual and sometimes more serious. But that's just kind of how I go into a first date. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like with mine, the first date with the guy I was talking to and why or that I'm dating now is why it lasted so long is because the conversation was so easy. I think he's really good at conversation and we're just good at like bouncing back at each other because I have been on dates and you're just like, it's like pulling teeth trying to get anything out of them, mm-hmm. you know, or you just feel like you're asking every single question. It's just like, how was work today? And they're just kind of like, well, good, not too bad. What about you? And it's just, it's just questions. It's like, no, we need to be, it needs to be more exciting. Like, I'm like, so who's your sports team? Like who? And they're just like, 
I don't really care. And I'm like, okay, we're not getting anywhere. You know, it's just. Yeah, you have to be opinionated about things. Yes. It doesn't mean you have to be like a controversial opinion person, but having an opinion about things is a good thing. Uh Uh-huh. And like me, show who you are. Yeah. Like it's good to like things. It's good to dislike things. It mm-hmm. means you're human. So yeah, I don't, I don't like the nonchalant. I know. Like, and I feel like that shows you a lot. If, mm-hmm. if the conversation's really hard on the first date, like you got to think, is it even going to get, I mean, they're, but they're probably nervous. You're both nervous. So it's not going to be completely no, just like perfect, but it should, it should flow. Mm-hmm. If it's just comfortable. Yes. I went on a first date with a guy. This is, um, <laughs> this was funny. Oh. I'm pretty sure I talked about food the entire date because he would not talk about anything. Like oh I just kept talking about different places I loved in town because he wouldn't. He he was not offering anything to the conversation, and that was like the one thing we connected on. And so <laughs> I'm pretty sure this guy thought that I all I did was eat. Like that's how I lived my life. Oh my because <laughs> yeah. I mean I left there. I was like I'm not going out on a second date, and he left there. And we never talked to each other again, you and it was fine. But like I just was like. I don't think he realized that that was the only thing he gave me to grasp onto. Mm -hmm. And so he's sitting there like, dang, this girl really wants food. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, this guy doesn't talk about anything. Right, because... So funny. You want to talk about something you're comfortable with or like your hobbies and stuff, but it's like, okay, we want to go move on to something else now. Right. And you've just been stuck on food. Yeah. So... So yeah. maybe those we those are two two solid tips. Maybe that, mm-hmm. those help with conversation yeah. going on a date or how I, to treat it. Right, because I think it is hard. And oh, another thing I want to ask you, like, because I've talked to some, like, I have a guy friend that always helps me, like, dating advice. You know, he always just kind of tells me because it's good to bounce off of your guy friends too. It's not lunchbox, though, right? It is not lunch. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think he would give good advice though. I haven't tested that though because I I know what he's going to use with the he's information. He's not. He he is the extreme of the advice, but yes, he does have some good dating advice. Not the stuff that he talks about on air, but yes. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I was asking him, and he was like, "Oh, you need to be asking like deep questions on the first date." Like, mm. you know, where where do you see yourself in 10 years? And like, um, what is the most, I don't, I'm not good at examples, but they were not just like easy conversation back and forth. Like they wanted like very philosophical things. Mm. And I was like, I feel like that's a little heavy for the first date. Do you? Or yeah. like, yeah, that's very uh, heavy. Here's, here's how I have seen mine going. I don't know that I follow the pattern every time. But the first date is always casual. What are our generic interests? Where do we line up on things on just generically life? Like working out. Do we both like travel? Like I'm a nerd. Are you a nerd? Like very generic conversation, surface level topics. Second date is when I see some of that more deep conversations start to happen. You don't necessarily intend for it though. Like you don't ever want to pressure a deep conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if there is a natural fit for that and you're like, oh, we're talking about this, I'd really love to know, like, how do you feel about kids? But those are, like, if it's feeling that way. By the third date, though, is when I'm addressing my non-negotiables. Like, they have to love animals. If they don't, there is no point in us continuing this. Mm -hmm. Where do we stand on politics? Are we similar or are we not? Where do we stand on having a family? Those things are very important by the third date because by the third date, you do know a decent amount about this person. And that, that can realm. It kind of depends on how you you go about dating. But I think it falls somewhere between the third and the fifth date. 
But you don't want to get so deep into something with somebody who is very clearly not ever going to fit a non-negotiable you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Like, if you're not on the same page like, with a family. Like, so why would I date a guy for a month and find out, oh, we don't vibe in that way? Mm-hmm. That would be that would suck for both of us. We yeah. vibe in every other way, but there's a non-negotiable that's there. Why would I stick stick around for all of that? Why would he? So those are kind of the, the realms that I follow in. Mm-hmm. Like... And the deep conversation continues on, right? Like those continue to happen, but I don't feel like they ever happen on the first date. No. But what you said is like, it's spot on about just waiting for it to happen. Like, mm-hmm. don't just out of nowhere. I mean, because that'll probably freak them out, you know, just being like, you want kids? Yeah. Just stuff like that. Like, just let it free flow. Yeah. Like all of those up. I'm talking about are very like naturally fitting into the conversation mm-hmm. as we talk about things. But at no point in time on a first date would I ever be like, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, just. Uh. I do drop hints, though. I have noticed about myself. Like, I'll be like, like, when we talk about travel, I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, if I do ever get married, I really want to go to a honeymoon in Africa. Like, I do drop hints of what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But I'm not coming out and being like, if you and I get married, which we're going to because, like, I want marriage. Um, yeah. but this is like, where we're going. That's not – it's just, like, dropping hints to be, like, how does he respond? Does he seem – like, is does it scare him off? Because then he's not into that. Mm-hmm. So you can have a way of doing that on first dates. Yes. Yeah, like a you subtle – make it just subtle. But not, like, come out right because then you're crazy. <laughs> Everything yeah. is tactical. If you think about men – and this could be the same for guys. I'm, I know they have ways that they handle us, right? <laughs> I don't have another word to use there. But, like, men are very tactical. And so I just use those tactics against them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I dated a lot of guys. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. So, okay. No, I like your little structure there. The first, second, third date. I think yeah. that's a good little guideline, kind of. A little structure. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the third part of this is if it's a hinge date, when is it okay to go over to their place? Dang. I mean, just to like hang out, have a date. I mean, I, like I have for second dates. I feel like the first date is, ne- is never. You're never on a first date. Mm-mm. You need to make sure they're not a psycho or like going to kill you. Mm-hmm. I mean, genuinely like that. I'm saying that laughing because it's true. Um, you need to make sure they're a normal person. But maybe, I mean, I think it depends how you feel after the first date. If you feel comfortable with them, if you don't feel threatened, if you feel like they're very aware of how you feel and your security and they're making sure you feel safe, then I think it's kind of just up to that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why sometimes I've said like second date is fine. Um, But I mean, tends to happen more often, like fourth, fifth, I would say. Yeah, I would say that. I would say whatever you feel comfortable with, but also make it very clear to them if you do not feel like if you don't think it's too, if you think it is too soon to get physical with them like I would make that clear because a lot of guys think that when you're inviting them over that mm. something's gonna happen like that's happened to me that's fair you know and one time one guy called me a tease because I invited him over but I didn't want to do anything and I was like this is literally our third date like I think that that is soon to me mm-hmm. Um, and I like I'm not ready to get physical then but he got mad and he like stormed out because I would not <laughs> And I was like, I guess I didn't make it clear. You know, I guess he just thought that I was inviting him over, that we were going to hook up. Um, so I would just, that's what I've learned yeah. in the past. If you we can be like, you know, I, I want to watch a movie, but I just don't feel like getting comfortable. Just, I mean, <laughs> getting intimate with you, just so you know. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's a great pro tip. Because I think, I also think it's important that people are able to 
whether it's a guy or a girl, respect boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, clearly that man did not care crap about your boundaries. Not at all. So you're also learning that about them. Like, can they respect that? Are they okay with it? Do they cause a big deal about it? So it does help in that scenario too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have learned definitely to like set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And like in the past, I've not been treated that well with guys. You know, they've they have not treated me with respect. They've talked down to me. And so like the current guy I'm dating, I think it was like the second date. I was like, look, like I know what I deserve and I know what I'm worth. And if you cannot do that, if you can't be that for me, this is not going to work. Like I just said that. I'm so proud of you. I know. And I never do that. But I was like, I have to change my ways and let Mm -hmm. them know because I have never communicated that, that I deserve respect. And I know I do. Yeah, you do. And like he took that and was like, okay, then I'm going to give you what you deserve. He he wasn't scared of that. And I think the wrong guy is going to be scared of that. The wrong and person is always going to be afraid of your boundaries. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be afraid of the things that you have as non-negotiables. The right person is going to work through things with you or going to be willing to work through things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've, I'm learning a lot <laughs> and trying to I'm be so healthier. You, you get a you get a golf clap. Thank you. I know. I you think last year too. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. I'm very proud. Thanks. So yeah, don't be scared to voice yes. what you believe in and what you need and your boundaries because the right person will respect them and follow them. I love that. That's a good. Dang. That's a good place for us to end on. Look at you, little wise owl. Look at me. I can finally give good advice that I'm actually doing too. <laughs> hey, that that is the life lesson of all. Is that can you take? I can't. Okay, um, Abby. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Tell people where they can find you on social media. On Instagram, I'm Abby Lee Anderson, L E I G H, and then on Twitter, or is it X now? I guess what is it? I don't know. I'm singing Abby, <laughs> never letting it go. There you are. I'm at Web Girl Morgan on all the things and uh, the show at Bobby Bone Show. We got a lot of fun content from Radiothon up and our driving tests that happen. Our 12 days of Bobby Bone Show Christmas, just good videos. So go check all those out. Okay, and Happy New Year! Dang. 2024. It still feels weird. It still feels weird. It really does. Like, okay, so go watch all the 2023 content before we all focus on 2024 because it's about to happen. That mm-hmm. bell is ringing in just <laughs> several hours, but it's coming. Okay. It's going to be our best year yet. Our best it. year yet. Yes, it is, Abby. And it's going to be all of y'all's best year yet. Thank you guys like a million times over for an amazing year for 2023 for the show. We love all of you guys. You guys are amazing. We appreciate what you do for us. I know we do. Just thank you. We couldn't do it without you. Yeah. Love ya. Okay. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy New Year. That's the best bits of the week with Morgan. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the other two parts this weekend. Go follow the show on all social platforms. At Bobby Bones Show. And follow at WebGirlMorgan. To submit your listener questions for next week's episode. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 